Okay, folks, I want to do an early apology for this episode. Halfway through, Nate and I had issues with our internet, and we only got halfway through our Husker draft, which you will find out more about later in this episode. So halfway through, Nate's describing his pick, and we get cut off. We will finish in two weeks when Nate and I are back. So please enjoy this episode. Enjoy next week's special episode, and then a week after that, We will be done with our Husker draft, ready to go for the season. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Bye. We try to play with great pace. We try to play with great pace. Ran a lot of pick and roll, pick and pop uh, type actions. Oh, you'll see us play. Some people look at the guy next to him and say, what the hell was that shot? Hell, I could have been Gronk before Gronk was Gronk. Welcome back to another edition of Coronations of Bangarangs and Daggers. I am your host, Patrick Gerhardt, and with me, as always, enjoying this nice fall night, Nate McHugh. Nate, how are we tonight? I'm doing great. How about you? What's new on your side of the state? Not a whole lot. Middle of harvest. It's chilly out. Got a little rain today. And I realized that my hot sauce collection is getting a little thin. (laughs) Well, you could uh, you could take care of that pretty easily. I think there's Am- a certain Amazon. website. Yep, Amazon. <laughs> Anyone you recommend? Out. I need. To, I mean, like my basics are in there. I'm good to go there. But like the really, you know, the specialty hot stuff. You know, the stuff that I don't use every day, but every once in a while. That's that's pretty low. Is there anything you'd recommend? Because I know you you've been kind of. Are you still going on your spree on Amazon? Yeah. Well, actually, um, and. Um, so I so I anyway so Hillary Clinton and this isn't political don't worry uh, her favorite hot sauce and I'm finding it right now because I just bought three more bottles of it and I'm like yeah you know I bet Hillary Clinton knows something about hot sauce anyways it's uh, called Mer- Marie Sharp's hot habanero pepper sauce I'm like yeah I didn't think much of it when I first bought it but it is probably my favorite like just base hot sauce you know it's there isn't much flavor to it um but you know it's probably right up there and the thing that i've kind of got you know with i started making set you know with salads and stuff like you know i'll try hot sauce with salads so usually i do like spinach and it uh, works well i've done that before nice yeah and i i never have until about mm, two weeks ago and i tried it with the yellow bird habanero sauce and it's kind of a, a fruity sauce and it works really well i'm like mm, this is great and so uh those are the two that i've been kind of on right now so i'll have to check those out actually if you really like hot i uh i forgot it was um bobby flay brought it up in one of his shows it's called uh, it's, it's, it's italian uh tutto carabia hot long it's Italian chili peppers and oil. And, uh, yeah. And so I, I put it in pasta. I put it in today. I put it on a burger and it's good. It's really good. So that's what I've got going as far as the, uh, you know, the hot additions to food, you know, topic. So that's what I've been doing. Nice. I'll have to check those out. Jump on Amazon and see what I can pull down. 
Because I don't think I could probably get any of those in my local store here, Newman. No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I, I swear all, at least around here, it's just the usual Tabasco type of sauces. So. Yeah, you have to go to a, I think most places you kind of have to go to a specialty shop. I don't think most grocery chains or anything really goes too deep, you know, into the specialty it, stuff. It probably wouldn't be smart to do that, you know. Well, so I mean, you could. It's just how much are you going to sell? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean financially would you even make a profit on it because there's so few of us who enjoy it at least to the extent that you'd buy it a lot oh yeah you know, for sure most people who buy that stuff they buy it and use it once or twice a year yeah not if us. even <laughs> yeah no no we're a little bit more hardcore than that for some reason so but you know you know what it is it's the middle of october we're in the middle of football season and we're just a couple weeks away from the start of basketball season and coming up this weekend, October 26th, Nebraska will be playing its secret scrimmage that they do every year. And this year they'll be playing, as we've mentioned in past episodes, Wichita State. The Shockers, who are in the American Athletic Conference now in basketball, something I didn't realize they transferred over to. Uh, did you know that? I think so, because the Missouri Valley has become, you know, like a fourth-class citizen, I'd say, you know, since Creighton yeah, left. Uh, for the most part, yeah. Creighton left, and then it just it was Wichita's for a, a couple years. and But I, just, I didn't know they were the AAC. But, yeah, Wichita State's there, and Nebraska will be playing down in Wichita, which will be interesting because historically, Wich- Wichita has, has a good team. Uh, last year was their first year in, like, I think almost a decade where they had double-digit losses. In fact, they started out really poorly. But they've got one of the best coaches in the mid-majors and Greg Marshall. I know for he's been there a while, and people for quite some time have wondered how long he's going to be there. Uh, I think there's been numerous times you've probably, I thought, and I'm sure you have too, Nate, that, you know, some bigger school would pick him up, right? Yeah. You know, there's even a time where I thought Nebraska might make a run for him, and they might have at one point. But he's, he's, he's entrenched there. He's staying there. He's not, he's not moving. Um, I don't think anytime soon. I think Wichita will do anything they can to keep him. But Greg's got a nut. He's he lost his two main scores last year, but brings brings back three starters and quite a few guys who who saw the court. Um, it's a young team. There's only one senior really who's going to make any play this year. Uh, the two the two main guys I would say for this uh, for this Wichita State game is Jamie and Reek. I want to say E C H E N I Q U E. I I'm not even going to try to say it again. Anyway, he's a center. He averaged 9.2 points a game last year for the Shockers. Should be a major player this year for them. Uh, and the other one it would be uh, Dexter Dennis, who averaged 8.4 points per game, and he's a sophomore. Uh, it's a young team. They're bringing in five. Not only with these the, the current players they have on board right now, but they're bringing in five new freshmen, all of which. I'm guessing should see some playing time. Wichita State, like a lot of teams, doesn't necessarily always bring in a lot of top t- top ranked players when it comes to recruiting. But Greg does a very, very good job of, of developing, and I can imagine that that even though this is a young team, they should do well this year. Last year they started out rough, but they did make the NIT, and I think they made it all the way to the semifinals. So. You know, in the long run, they will be good. They they will be better. 
they it, it's a fairly experienced team considering how young it is, especially when you consider they're going to be playing a Nebraska team that, while it has some experience, none of which has been playing together, let alone for Nebraska. So it's, you know, I, I, I do they allow media? I can't remember. Do they ever allow media to these secret scrimmages? I would think not. I, I think don't that's think so the whole, that, That's the whole purpose, right? It's, you know, they want to be able to run things and do things and have certain, you know, um, uh, you know, so, you know, they want to practice with a certain group out there and maybe switch it up and not give a crap about whether you win or lose. No, because, and I think uh, like there's no real clock or anything, right? Oh, I don't know. I'm sure. I, I would assume it's up. It's up to the two team, to the the two coaches. You know, hey, do you want yeah. a clock or, you or know. you know, they stop it for as long as they want. There's no like you have 30 second timeout and stuff like that. I think it's pretty, pretty loose. The stats are are minimal. Um, you know, they, they could probably take longer breaks than they want, uh, for whatever reason. But I've never been to one of these. It'd be fun to be invited to one. I don't even know if you can be invited to one. I've never known anybody to go. Uh, outside of just the usual teams who are playing and maybe some key university officials. Yeah, but, I bet if you're, yeah, I bet if you're a booster that you probably get access or something like that. But not, and if I was a coach, you know, I wouldn't want anyone there except for, you know, the necessary staff. You know, because first off, you're gonna be running, you're probably gonna be running stuff, and that you don't want anyone else to see. And so, like. In the high school, we had it's called jamboree games, and generally, you talk to the other coach and you say, "Hey, do you want to agree not to share film?" Yeah, sure. You know, sometimes, and then you can run stuff, and then you don't have to worry about it getting out to you know your first opponent, second opponent, whatever. And uh, I assume, I think that's why you want you want someone you want to, you want to be able to run plays against a team that's never seen your plays, where. You know, Nebraska, you know, Nebraska or any other basketball team. I mean, you can kind of like run some sets and it's like, OK, I know what's coming here, you know. And so you want to be able to do that against teams that might not know exactly what's coming. So I would think that it's going to be minimally attended. But, you know, I guess if we ever got to go, we could tell you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it, it would be great because I, I would like to see this team play Wichita State. Wichita State, like I said, it's a young team, but I mean, their senior, it's a, their senior center, the Jamie, he's six foot 11, 248. You know he's going to dominate in the paint. And our forwards, I don't think Fred's going to really use a true center this year. Do you? Now, I can say if I go back to that coaching clinic, he kind of <laughs> made a comment like, yeah, we're not going to throw it inside very much. So, yeah, so uh, it'll be interesting even to see my, what they do against yeah. him because Jamie's going to be kind of the – he's going to be size-wise, talent-wise maybe not so much, but size-wise he's going to be roughly what they're going to key up against against uh, in a lot of these Big Ten uh, games this year. So it'd be good to see how this team plays up to a team that might be closer to what a Big Ten squad would be versus, you know, let's say the first five schools they play this year which are a lot of mid-majors that don't have a lot of size. Uh, that's one thing you're going to find these first few games is that Nebraska is going to be playing against teams that they're probably going to size up pretty well to, and that's probably going to be the only time of the year they're going to size that well up all year. So it's um, Wichita State's a good squad, and I can't imagine uh, Greg Marshall is going to have another bad team 
you know, he's he's a good coach. He's a top tier coach in a lot of ways. And, you know, could they be at the NIT again this year? They could be, but well, you know, the more I think about it, they might be heading back to the NIT because they've got AAC is a good conference. You've got Cincinnati. Houston's got a decent team. Memphis has a lot, lot of, of uh, you know, with their recruiting. I mean, they're recruiting big time, you know, because of Penny. So, yeah. you know, Wichita State might be on an uphill battle once conference starts. They might want to go hard. Or uh, during before conference gets going, because once it once you know they'll have their wins, they'll definitely be on the top end of the conference. But you know, depending on on how they rank out, they might have a hard time getting in the tournament this year. I could be wrong. Yeah, and we'll find out. I would uh, say, you know, you said you wanted to see them play just to see them. Play. I'd love to. I'd be totally fine if there was a home and home. You know, type of like, and I'm talking about regular or you know, pre or sorry, um, pre um, non-conference regular season games. I would be fine seeing a home and home with Wichita State because that's a hard place to play. And Wichita State, you know, I think non-basketball people or sorry, non-college basketball fans might see what we have a home and home with who? Which it. Wichita State, you know, something like that. And maybe that doesn't always happen a lot in college basketball. I think it's the home and home thing might be more of a college football thing. But I would love, you don't think a bunch of Nebraska basketball fans would make their way down to Wichita State or to Wichita, sorry, and, you know, try to get into that gym? Because I, you know, I heard that's a really hard place to play. And Greg Marshall's a great coach. You know, you're not really, you know, it, it's, you know, challenge yourself. That's the thing you can do in college basketball that you can't, in my opinion, in college football is go against, you know, some of the greatest, the great teams, you know, a top four team or a top, you know, 10 team right out of the gate because you want to challenge yourself. And it's not going to hurt you that much if you're one of those, you know, top teams because guess what? All you have to do is get in the tournament and, you know, get a good seed, you know, hopefully. And, and unlike by the way, football with basketball, the you know you could have a, a a loss to a really great team, and that loss could help you. Yes, you know, oh, yeah, compared to football, where if you lose to a top ranked team, that your your I mean your postseason is pretty much guaranteed to a regular bowl. Yes, you know, yep. unless you un, unless you have like a, a huge run like the uh, SEC did a couple years ago, where Alabama and Georgia went through. In college basketball, you don't have to worry about that. You know, yeah, you, so you I mean, it, it's a lot easier to get away with, which is nice if you ask me. Yeah, and I, I think it gives you more freedom for um, schedule flexibility, and that's I think it'd be cool. And maybe that this will create you know some type of conversation among the two programs. I don't think it's like stepping down. Well, Wichita State is not stepping down to like a um. I'm trying to, you know, like a uh, South Alabama, I guess it's a football reference in a way. You know, the, doing a home and home with South Alabama, you're not do, you're not going to do that, you know, because at first, you know, it's just not going to happen. But Bushaw State's a legit basketball f- program, so I think it's pretty. I think it's a, this is a good um, whoever set it up. I think it's great, and I would love to. It's a, it's a great it. barometer. It's a great yes. barometer test for for the Nebraska coaching staff and. 
you know, hopefully Wichita State gets something out of it. Again, you know, nobody, I was, I was trying to, I mean, just for an example, and we've talked about a lot, I was trying to schedule an interview with a guy, and the guy's like, I don't know what I'm going to give you. I have no idea what this team's going to be like. So, you know, I mean, Wichita <laughs> State's, for, I mean, so honestly, like, what is Wichita State getting out of this? You find, you know, you find out who yeah. you are. I mean, yeah. I mean, Nebraska knows what they're going to get out of Wichita State for the most part. But Wichita yeah. State's looking at Nebraska going, this is an entirely new squad, never played together, brand new coach. You know, it's not like there's like five or six guys transfer, you know, coming over from the previous year and you've got two or three guys who started. It's not like that at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Wichita State could at least look at that and say, well, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so we match up well against. This team that Nebraska's having right now, they can look in paper and say we match up, but without really seeing a whole lot of how this offense is going to run and how these guys are going to be utilized within that set offense, it's going to be tough for Greg and his team. So, I mean, they could come out with a whole lot, you know, a whole lot, or they could come out with, you know, little to nothing. But Yeah, and I think that Greg would probably not give a crap about It's like, hey, did we, you know, let's say we blew him out, and I, not, and I don't think we will, but let's say he's like, okay. I mean, we have no scout. We have no idea what they're going to, you know, we have zero idea of who these players are. You know, you can go through and read articles. Oh, by the way, Cam Mack's pretty good. Okay, maybe we should pay attention to this guy, you know. And, or, which I say could blow Nebraska out. Eh, you know, you know, it's a bunch of guys who have never played together and uh, except for in Italy and we didn't even have Cam Mack there. And so, uh, you know, I, I just think, I, I think that's, that'd be fun to coach in games like that, where you're going to learn a whole bunch about your guys, but guess what? There, there are zero repercussions as long as no one gets hurt, you know, yeah. because yeah. And I think you're going to like, Hey, this is, you know, I bet this isn't very much fun right now. If you're getting, the door's blown off you, but guess what? We'll find out a lot about you. No, I'd, I'd have to fully agree. It's th- This is a plus side where we are an... Un- Nebraska is an unproven team going up against a program with very, very good recent history and a coach that that can make him you know, that way. So, no, I, I think this is going to be good. Uh, it's Again, the game is... The game, in parentheses, is going to be, I think, the Saturday, October 26th. Is that correct? I have no idea. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, I think it's a Saturday. Um, and Nebraska will be playing Indiana either before or after the game. I'm not sure when the game is. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll probably hear a little bit about it. Somebody will probably ask the coaches something in a presser next week. And, uh, you know, we'll have a better idea of how things went. Hopefully nothing, hopefully we don't hear a lot. Cause if stuff's coming out of that game or at least they're talking about the game, that means somebody got injured or something bad happens. So no, nope, hopefully it's just another, another, uh, situation for the team to gel. So yeah, I think it's good. Outside of that, Nate, you have a fun little game for us tonight, this podcast, don't you? Yeah. I think it'd be fun to kind of do a draft. So my idea of how I want to do this is if you and I walked into Nebraska basketball practice and Coach Hoiberg said, you know what? You guys are pretty smart, right? You know, I'm going to let you pick. I laugh obnoxiously after he says that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I'll let you guys pick two sets of five to play against each other. And so it, we're going to have a little draft 
Um, and just see, and I'm, I'm actually very interested to see how this is going to go. Um, I don't know if you're going to try to pick what you think of the five best, or you're going to try to match them up and be, you know, I want, I got to make sure I got a big guy or, you know, so, uh, yeah. So I think this, this could be interesting. We'll see how it goes. Um, so I'll let you have the number one pick. And obviously if you pick, um, with your number, if your number one pick is Charlie easily, then I will not pick him with my second pick. So, or my first pick of the, what first round after you. So go ahead. All right. Okay. So your first round pick is my first round pick is, uh, uh, I'm going to go with Hanif Cheatham. And why do you want to go with Hanif? I'm going to go with Hanif because he he has experience. He's been through a couple schools. I know I'm not really counting Florida Gulf Coast because he's there for a hot second. But he's a senior. He's got a good size. He's a good enough player. Uh, I, I want that experience on the court. So I'm going to go with Hanif. That's a great pick. Um, obviously, he's on my, <laughs> my, my list as well. My number one is I'm going to go with Cam Mack uh, just because – you know, I guess you know he's our point guard this season. I don't think Nebraska's had a player quite like him in the history of the program. Probably, he, you know, Tyron Lue is probably a better player, obviously, but Cam Mack is just—he's um, fast. Love, you love him. You've been talking about him I, for a while. I know, I'm a big Cam Mack guy. Uh, some oh, who was a? Uh, oh yeah, it was Hoiberg said he doesn't think he's had. A player like Cam Mack in uh, ever in the history of his coaching, and I think it's uh, Stephen Sipple, the Lincoln Journal Star said, you know, he's coached Rajon Rondo and um, oh, the guy from the Bulls, uh, Derek Rose, and you know, mm-hmm. and then you people say that no, he's not saying, you know, Hoiberg's not saying that Cam Mack's better than them. He's just he's never had that type of player. Whatever that is, uh, I mean, we're going to find out what that is. Uh, it so, might not anyway, be anything. Yeah, it, yeah, he might be horrible, <laughs> and, and yeah, the he might because he's a pretty small kid. Looks like, and you know, he when Big Ten starts, uh, yeah, and you will find out. But yeah, my, that, that'd be my first pick is Cam Mack. Nice. So now we're in the second round of our Nebraska basketball draft. I am going to go with one of the main recruits from Miles' final final months with Nebraska, and that will be Gervais Green. He's the junior guard from Western Nebraska Community College, originally from Denver, Colorado. Uh, he He's a stud player. He was one of the top junior college prospects out there this year. And again, I'm going mainly because um, his experience. I want a guy on the court I know uh, who has a track record. I want to know. He, I, I know how he's going to play. I know how he's going to perform. And so, yeah, my next my next recruit or my next pick will be Gervais Green. So I'm. So now this is when you're like, okay, do I want to get the next best player? Because um, I think we right now we've picked the top three, uh, in my opinion. Uh, 
so it's now it's like, okay, now am I trying to put a team together or am I trying to get five players? And so I'm going to go with trying to put a team together. And so my number, I guess my second pick, the fourth pick in this draft uh, is Matei Kavas. So I want somebody who could probably play a little defense in the inside and who can supposedly shoot like 50% from three from three because if you have cam mac you want him to get into the hole you're gonna need some spacing so that's what i'm gonna go matei kavas matei good pick uh you're going on experience too there no he he did a great job of seattle and i think you know i thought about him for a while i think he'll be good but i i don't know if he's gonna start i really i'm not so sure i don't know because he played he played on an okay team in a much lesser conference uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see how he he gels together. But that's that, that's not a terrible pick. I mean, like, yeah, no, I, I I could easily see him being in one of these two teams. So, so you know, I would, and I could, you know, because you could go the wrong way on this. But I th- would think that if Kavas doesn't start, that that means that's a good thing for this basketball team. As far as that means that someone's in front of him that. Am I because I, I expect him to start, um, but Look, I can looking totally at see his why history, he, he should start. Yeah. He should start, but if he doesn't, yeah, no, it, I, yeah, no, it, it's it means somebody else younger than him is better. Yes, and I think that'd be great, and that's a really because if you could bring him off the bench, and he's gonna be fresh, and also, hey, you know, quick hitter, you know, or you know, you might not see him coming, you know, so uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that that'd be maybe ideal. Yeah, no, good call. My next one in the draft, my number fourth pick, my number fourth, my number four pick is going to be forward Derek Walker, six foot eight, two thirty five. Uh, he was a four star, I think, prospect coming out of high school. Uh, he went to Tennessee originally, did not do, do too there, but Tennessee was a very, very good team. I think they made the Elite Eight like last year, right? Uh, were they lead eight? Were they? They weren't. Yeah, I don't think I, they were I think, final. So. I no, think they it was were a lead final. eight. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, but no, he was a, a good player in high school. Never really quite gelled with Tennessee. I've got my gut tells me is that he's going to do better at Nebraska than at Tennessee, and I, I coaching, and I if he doesn't do well this year, maybe a senior year. But, you know, as of right now, I, I want to put him as my fourth, and I want, I want a good solid forward in that position. So I'm picking Derek Walker. Okay, so since you went big, and I think that I could wait on the big. So I was thinking I'm about, sorry, that was my third pick. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking if you, if you were going to go guard there, then I think I was going to go a big. But since we have some more options, I'm going to go with a guard. I'm going to go with Samari Kurt. 